0: hi friends this is the be real babe podcast a place where your average canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses messes and successes a safe space where being yourself is the ultimate goal each week we will bring you new episodes sharing our experiences on a ton of different topics in hopes we get a better understanding of ourselves each other and this crazy world we live in We wanna build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals. No one is giving any advice. We are strictly speaking of our life experiences, our opinions, and for entertainment purposes only. Now, with that being said, grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Be Real Babe podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for stopping by the show today. We hope that you have a good time. And if you're returning, listener, watcher, supporter, thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts for always showing up and just supporting the shit out of us. We love you. For those that don't know me, my name is Brandy. I am the host of this show. And today we're on episode 85. And I have a very special guest with me. And her name is Mia. Hey, babe, how's it going?
1: Hi, Brandy. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited and nervous to be here. Ah,
0: yes, <laughs> welcome. I mean, if it makes you feel better, everyone's first time they're nervous. And don't worry, I got you. I've done this a lot of times with new, new ones. I feel like I'm still new after 85, if that makes it feel <laughs> better. Uh, no stress, but I just want to thank you first and foremost. I think our favorite thing about the show is when people reach out and say, hey, I have a story. Can I come on your show? How, like, I just It actually blows me away, and I actually got goosebumps right now um, because what that means to me is that uh, you have a story to tell, and you're in a place where you want to empower others, and that's where me and Kayla were when we started the show, so thank you for reaching out and being like, hey, have me on. So before we get started, can you let uh, our community know just a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, um, so I am 35 years old. I am a mom and a wife. My husband and I have been married for almost 12 years, and we have three wonderful boys who are eight and five they keep me very busy <laughs> it's um, <a> lot. Of- <laughs> my husband actually works away he's uh, usually like yeah, 90% of the year is not home so I call them my crew as they take along with me everywhere <laughs> um yeah, yeah I love to be outside we love soaking up as much sun as we can we love the mountains and uh, camping and I'm a huge fitness freak. <laughs> um, I yeah, it keeps me sane. And I've recently fell in love with f45, so that's also a huge part of my life. Oh, that's
0: and, so good. Yeah, that's. I that's love that. I, mean. I love it when people have that moment where they find. I know for everyone, fitness is such a different journey. Some have positives, some have negatives. But I love it when someone finds something that just works for them it motivates them it feels right and the feeling after a uh, workout whether that's you know going for a walk or lifting weights or even doing a really heavy like house deep clean like I think I get the worst sweats when I like go for a deep clean in the house you know we're like oh I'm gonna organize and all of a sudden it's like a bigger mess than you anticipated yeah I and swear those up. are like the- <laughs> Yeah, it's the- I-, I imagine with kids it's probably even more so because you probably clean something and they decide that no, this is how the room's gonna be. I think those are like hands down real workouts. And I don't think I don't think they get credited for enough.
1: No, a hundred percent. I agree.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. and one thing I do love too is when parents um they care about their fitness too, because then you're showing your kids, you know, how important physical activity is and all that. And I think that's something that maybe our generation missed a little bit cuz I'm 35 as well and I don't know and some some people I know my age are like oh yeah my p- parents were super fit um I didn't know very many people whose parents were active like it was very uncommon so I had to kind of teach myself fitness and so it's amazing to see all these moms around me that are you know just so into it and and teaching
1: their kids how to be
0: you know, active and, and not to give up on that. Not, not yeah. give up, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, How important I agree with you 100% just setting that example. And my boys are very active. And I don't know if it's from me, but... I'll I'm sure is. your is
0: for sure. If my parents, like, I was active because I was, like, hyper. Um, but if, you know, if, like, my parents just let me sit down and I had that, I probably would have to be honest, right? Yeah. So I definitely think they mimic that. And I think that's great. So yeah, keep, keep it, keep it up. I, I remember I used to teach fitness classes and I did some with the kids because uh, they seen their parents do it and they'd want to come to the classes too. So we'd always have like, you know, little, little kids classes so that they could join too. And it was just so cute that just wanted to do the same as, as mom. And I freaking love it. Anyways, off topic. See, this is why I told you we have questions, my dear, because love it. go girl- <laughs> Just squirrel everywhere, but love it. Thank you so much for that. So, Mia, um, yeah, this episode, we decided to call it Mia's Story. So, to get into it, let's talk about your story a little bit and
1: what drove you to reach out to our show. Yeah. So, I am here to talk about my binge eating. Um, I am 18 months into my recovery. And actually, a little important tidbit is like, I wasn't sure if I was going to say I'm recovered. Or if I'm still in recovery, because it's like a hard line to follow. And I've kind of gone back and forth with myself about that. But for now, I'm still in recovery. Um, That's fair. That's a totally, sorry, not to break off there, but that's a totally fair thing.
0: And I think, is it fair to say that you could be both at the same time? You know, you have some days where you're, you know, you feel completely recovered. And some days, you know, maybe it's a harder day or the weather's shit or whatever triggers, you know, pile up. And you have to remind yourself like, okay, yeah, no, I still have some work to do just, you know, but I never thought about that. No, it's
1: true. It's true. Yeah. And I mean, for me reaching out, I've actually just felt really called to do so the last, I think it's the last couple of months. Like when I reached out to you, you were just ending your season. (laughs) And so I'm thinking it was like end of June, beginning of July. And, uh, And I went back and forth, like when you said, okay, I'll get back to you in September. And I was like, am I really going to do this? Like, a lot of people don't even know. Um, Like, they're going to hear my story and think, oh, my gosh, they probably had no idea. But I struggled for a lot of years. So I just, I felt really called to keep, to just go ahead and do it. And here I am, and I'm going to do
0: it. So I'm so proud. I know that, like, for whatever it's worth, for our internet friendship (laughs) over the last little bit, it just... It's one of those things where I think, you know, and then, you know, maybe that little bit of space, that little break was something that you needed to have that affirmation. Like, yeah, no. And then when I messaged you, because maybe you're like slow-keeping like, oh, maybe she won't message me back, you know? And then totally. the universe <laughs> like, oh no, she's messaging. Like, oh no, you want to be on the show? And that's to anyone. You have a story. Yeah. You want to share it. It's yours. We will make a special episode just for you because it's so important because you don't know who is going to ripple effect. And most of the girls that have been on their show that share their experiences have said, oh my gosh, so many people reached out to me and said, I had no idea and are now inspired or know somebody or, you know, that ripple effect. And then you now have that connection with that person and you can build this little community of, you know, support on the days that you don't feel fully recovered. You lean on them and they help you through. And that's what we were hoping this community would do for each other. So, yeah, so proud you pushed through. And I hope you'll have that euphoric feeling after like most of the guests do being like, yep, that was the right move. Yeah,
1: for sure. good
0: good and that's like when I uh, I used to be a photographer and the same thing with boudoir you know we get the girl the girls are always nervous I still am to this day to go in front of a camera (laughs) and it's always so gratifying after you give them the picture like oh my god this was so amazing and so empowering It's the same thing with the show now too it's ever with it's people's voice and their and their story and that's helping other people so I think that's extra cool um so yes please keep going um your story um, and and
1: your call too so you came up we're September now and you're here yeah exactly so um actually yeah so it stems back from a long time for me uh 2007 my now husband boyfriend at the time uh we relocated to saskatchewan the two of us and it was just us like that's it we had no friends no family uh family close by but nobody right in the same town as us and he had a job and i was a hairstylist so i had applied at a few different salons and I started working and I actually got introduced to the gym like immediately. I had never worked out before, but I nope. was all just an at like athletic through high school yep. and stuff. And I was hooked. Like the gym, I was addicted to it. But with the gym came um diets, like everybody talking about restrictive diets and pills. Like that was a big time for like diet pills and different they ways. Get at Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like lose weight really, really fast. Like here's some hydroxy gut.
0: (laughs) And I don't think we understood like the scheming of that type of advertising then like we do now, you know, like you see the skinny tees and the, and the lollipops and you kind of like, you know, our generation can call that out because we've seen it. But when it first came around, like I believed everything that those things said, I was like, Oh yeah, it's it's on TV.
1: Yeah. Like a hundred percent. And it was like, Oh, like this is like these quick fixes. Right. Finally. Yeah. Like it wasn't long, um, into my journey. And again, the gym was huge. Like mentally it just gave me, I missed my family. I missed my friends and mentally the gym gave me something else to focus on. But then of course was this whole diet culture, um, in 2011. So fast forward a little bit, I was now married and everything, uh, no kids yet. (laughs) Um, a lady at the gym approached me and she's like, you know, you work out really, really hard. Like, you're always in here and I see you working out hard. You do really well. Like, did you see that they're having this big fitness competition in Saskatoon? And I was like, oh, I never really thought about something like that. She's like, yeah, they're and making a new bikini um, uh, category or whatever. And I was like, okay. Like, I jumped right in. I was like, I love working towards something. Like, I'm on. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. And that's when it all started for me. So I hired a trainer. I was only three months out. And she's like, I see potential in you, but you have a lot of work to do. So I was like, okay, send her my meal plan or send her what I've been eating. And she's like, oh, you need to take out the almond milk. You need to take out the fruit. Suddenly I'm like left looking like I get to eat oatmeal with nothing, <laughs> um, I oh, to you. have some chicken and vegetables and it, it was very, she cut me right down because I had so much work to do to be stage ready. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I'm not, I've never, never competed, um, for my body dysmorphia. It just would never, you know, I'm in, for me personally, it was in a place. So I'm just like, I could never do that for like little me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one thing I just really worries me is like, wouldn't it just be a better to been like, Hey, you know what? I think you have good potential. Let's try a show in like six months to nine months and exactly. do this like in a proper, I mean, I'm not whatever, everyone does their own thing, but I just wish there was more of like that informed consent being like hey if you want to be there we're gonna to have to be real fucking drastic for the next three months like i'm talking like crazy drastic and you know like it, you're putting yourself at risk da, 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 da. i'm not sure maybe that was said but more often than not i find that people aren't really advised that or are told to like wait it's like oh well you can make the money now though right so not saying that that's 100%. what that coach did, but...
1: no but a hundred percent like in hindsight and of course i didn't know now or sorry i didn't know back then like i was just sure. willing to put in all the work, work and do whatever it took, not because knowing it could happen. Yeah, right? yeah. If and you did, not, if
0: you worked hard enough.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so I'm like, it's during prep, and I'm making my husband cookies to take out to work, and I eat so much of the batter and so much of the cookies that I'm sick. And again, would I have called that a binge like back then? No. But I knew that I was not supposed to be eating the cookies or the dough. I probably shouldn't even have been making the cookies. (laughs) But we've all been there and been
0: there being like, is this me right now? Okay.
1: (laughs) So it's like time to weigh in and send in my stuff to my coach. And she's like, okay, so this is interesting. Like, your weight hasn't changed since last week. And Nothing's moving here. I'm doing two hours of cardio a day plus lifting for an hour and nothing has changed. Well, I'm so ashamed that I'm not going to tell her, like, I just ate a bucket of cookie dough. So I don't say anything. I'm just like, I, I don't know why. And I'm, I just don't know what's going on. And so it's time for the show and I'm just like she tells me you know a week before the show like you're not stage ready and I'm like well I've worked my butt off literally in the gym sweat and tears (laughs) and I'm gonna be on stage yeah so I did I did not place at all um it's not like the highlight of my life i I, I don't want to say that I regret doing it. I just don't think that I knew what I was getting myself into. That's fair. That's and the, I think
0: that happens to a lot of us more than we want to admit, you know, like we think we yeah. want a goal and then like, we're like, okay, was that, did I build it up bigger in my head? Like, what was the disappointment there? Right? Like, did I do that for some external reason? Did I really want that? I always have to question that for myself. I'm like, do
1: you want this? I know and like the state like kudos to everybody who does it. But for me personally and my personality, the stage is not for me. Like give me a spartan right race. Way. Like I will run a Spartan race. I will do push ups and pull ups and everything else. But like the stage presence thing, it's kind of out of my character. I think I just jumped in it being like, Hey, this is something to work towards and totally. Yes. And I yeah. um, ask what um, what did you go for it? Like, was it figure uh, bikini wellness? It was the bikini one, yeah. Bikini, so yeah. I look back at those pictures, and I'm literally just, like, really skinny and, like, concaved because I think I just starved myself and did right. as much cardio as I could. It really – I had no muscle. Like, I yeah. So it's just kind of like – and then the after show, like, no one told me about reverse dieting. I had no clue what that even was. So, and- well – it, and that was Easter, 2011? That was 2011, yeah. So yeah. Easter had passed during my prep, and I'm, like, a mini-egg fiend, so I had saved mini-eggs.
0: <laughs> this is when it wasn't around, for those that are, like, new, young here. Back in the day, you only got mini-eggs at fucking Easter. Now you exactly. can get them all the time, and in a fucking Cadbury bar, BT dubs, so... <laughs> that was a thing. So I feel you
1: didn't get them at Easter. You weren't getting them again till next Easter. So I literally like had hoarded like a bag, like so much and yeah, made myself sick off of them and then just continued on a down world spiral. Now what saved me was December, 2011, I got pregnant. And I will count my blessings every single day for this. For whatever reason, I my binge eating always went into remission during my pregnancies. It just, I think, because I, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to deprive myself. I'm pregnant. I'm just going to let it be what it is. And I mean, my first pregnancy was beautiful. I actually loved myself the most (laughs) then.
0: That's amazing, though, because, you know, every woman has a different experience, but especially if someone that was having issues like with that and just going what you went through to be able to come through with such a positive body experience where sometimes a lot of women have a negative one with body dysmorphia. I don't know, but just what people have told yeah. me, um, yeah. that's, that's a really big win. And that probably helped you every other pregnancy to have that as such a big win the
1: next time. Well, and just like consuming all those calories and a lot of the calories were sugar. I can't yeah. imagine, I mean, like the health risks that I not only could have put myself through, but put my babies through. So it's I think- It's amazing what we
0: do for other people over ourselves too, right?
1: For sure. For sure. It's true. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm
0: doing this for, for the baby. <laughs> Fuck myself. Who cares about yeah. me? But if the baby's gone. Then it's like, oh, party. Like, who cares? But, it, and that, that's a that's beautiful though, like that, that, our, that our minds can put those like behaviors aside and you know put that forward even though it's the same body same person you know you can do the same thing but you're mentally like in that mother mode it's just kicked in like nope i gotta i gotta do this for the baby i don't need
1: i don't need the nutrients the baby does though yeah i agree 100 percent. yeah so i mean okay so i get pregnant in december with 2011 with my first and then we move back to okotoks like that's where we're from and our families are here and everything else so we make our way back but then I'm stuck in nine years of either like so being pregnant okay fine but then having the babies and like what is the quickest possible way that I can lose this baby weight and you know I'm exhausted and everything else but it doesn't even matter like I am going to and it wasn't just like the gym again my husband works away so like the gym was always like a big mental side for me so like he would go to work and I would be like this is like our routine bring the babies with me and everything else but then also came like the emotions of every time that he left guess what I'm going for the food
0: yeah so and that was was, your like emotional release
1: yes a hundred percent and of course it didn't ever actually do anything but I thought that it was going to help of
0: course well I think it temporarily does though right because it releases this like and I'm not sure if this is right, but I find with a a lot of any sort of disorders, it's having that, maybe that control, right? And so you can't control that. So perhaps you can control that happiness that that's going to bring. You know, I don't don't have those extremes, but I definitely could, especially being a stoner. I'm like, would you stop? Like, (laughs) this is not good for you. You're an adult, you know, but like there's just something where you just can't stop. Like, and I'm, I'm not to the level, you know, of that, but I totally can relate to that where your brain... And as an adult, you're like, I have no other adult stopping me here. And when your spouse is gone, and then i will stop you from eating food in the bed because they eat food in the bed too. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. No, I, know I Yeah. And that's... Well, and that's just it. And like, I mean, I had joined a really great gym and I loved the gym and everything, but we would do like these 40 days of no sugar. And I'm like, I can do this. Like 40 days of no sugar. Great. Yeah, done. But then in a week even maybe in two or three days after the competition or like the 40 day challenge, I'm consuming my 40 days worth of sugar in two or three days. That time. Oh my goodness. Yes. I
0: feel that. And it's hard oh. too, because you're always like rewarding yourself. Yeah, But then you're like, am I rewarding myself though? Or am I you know, setting myself up to be like, you know, doing that habit again or more addicted or whatever the reason yeah, is. For right? sure. It's just, it's, it's this hard.
1: vicious, it's a vicious cycle. Because it, oh, absolutely. I mean, I see it even now, still. And it's just like we, these, there's so many diets. And I'm not saying that something maybe doesn't work for some people. Like you hear of a lot, like um, fasting and keto and a lot of these different things that people do. And don't get me wrong, I know people who those have worked wonders for them. Um, but it's not for everybody. And when you do have these underlying issues, and when you've been restricting and, you know, making yourself work out, because I, I was never like, a, I never, um, like there's people who will binge and like become bulimic and make themselves sick. I never did that. I just would make myself work out for two or three, four hours the next day. That was it's my yeah. yeah. So it's like punishment almost. Yeah. Yeah. And like you feel that, like crap. Yeah. Like after a yeah. night of binging, like you've eaten so much sugar and salt or whatever it is, like you actually feel so ill, but you like get this up guilt. and. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, just like this guilt. Like I would assume, like parents always get that parent mom guilt. You know, it's just kind of like for that. Sure. Mm -hmm. For eating guilt, absolutely. Oh yeah, the uh,
1: guilt and just like night sweats, like it would feel so, like that night's sleep would be so awful and you wake up feeling awful, but then you're like, I'm going to drink some water and I'm going to get on the treadmill or I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do this. this." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And And it never does. Like you can't, there's the saying you can't work out a bad diet. Well, you literally can't, but I was actually able to hide my binge eating so well because I never let myself like in the years between my babies I never let myself gain like more than 10 15 pounds so people when I actually like started coming out and telling these few select people I felt like people would be like you're not a, you don't have a binge eating disorder you're not 300 pounds like but yeah. it's like but it's no, true like though they actually do <laughs>
0: but people visualize that and you're like but I've been hiding it so well yeah. um because of that shame and guilt that you that you hold and you don't want people to be upset or hold you like, for me, it was like holding me responsible in a sense, right? And so you just bounce it. Like I used to be um, like a prescription, sorry, my cat, I let him in here because he's being okay, but he's just being so freaking cute and just like sneezing. And anyways, um, I was really, I had a, a prescription pill addiction and I was so good at taking it and being on it all the time that no one had an idea that I was on Tylenol 3 all the time and like a decent amount of it because I was just so good at balancing and not showing anybody that. And, yeah. and like the yeah. shitty thing is, is when, um, with food is like depending on your body, you can really manipulate so that your body doesn't show, Yeah. but it doesn't. That's why it's, it's when you look at someone in their size, you can't really say what's healthy because people can mask a lot of things, right? Like you could think yeah. someone's like thin and they're healthy, but they're eating 500 calories a day like that. Sure. that that's not healthy. No human body can function off of that. Right. Yeah. Or, You know, and there is, there is a lot of toxicity in the fitness industry and I don't think it gets called out enough. I don't think it gets brought to the attention enough because Mm -hmm. like you said, with you restrictive like that, like, so I think counting macros are great and I I had, but I had to wait till I had a really good relationship with food to be able to do that because the minute I started doing that and I didn't hit my macros and my perfectionism kicked in on top of like my mild, it wasn't, I, I wouldn't say I have an eating disorder, but I just don't take care of myself. Like, mm-hmm. in that sense where it was, like, I'm not anorexic, but I will work so hard that I could work, like, a 10-hour span and not be like, oh, my God, I didn't eat food. Like, I didn't realize that that's a problem, too, right? Not setting yourself yeah. up. Not like that anymore. Yeah. But, um, you know, like you said, you can hide it, and it's it's really scary because if you don't want people to know something about you, sometimes they don't they don't know yeah, until don't, it's, like, yeah. too late. And then you're yeah. like, oh, shit, now I can't hide it.
1: Yeah. Like- well, or, like, or I always used to be, like, Mia's always on a diet, like everybody knew, like at family functions, oh, Mia's not going to have a piece of cake because she's on a diet, so then even if I was going to have the cake, because of those comments, I actually wouldn't have it, but then I go home that night and And eat an entire cake, so it's just like, this makes no sense, like, no, and then because, and the comments, too, like, I don't
0: think people understand how, and I'm not saying you need to walk on eggshells with people, I'm really trying to be like, we need to look at our own triggers, However, those comments are frustrating because in that moment when you're going to break out of your shit, you're like, well, now if I eat it, now they're going to comment even more. So I might as well just not do it so I can just live in the comfortable comments that I already know. But if I eat that cake, then they're going to be like, oh, me eating the cake.
1: She's busting out of her diet.
0: And then you feel even more like shit. So you'd rather just do that at home in the comfort of your own home. And I don't think people realize how frustrating that is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, because if I did it at home at night when my kids were in bed, husband's gone, nobody no, knows no. that it was happening, there was no comments, I just had to yeah. hear the own ones in my head, but I could ignore yeah. those ones. Yeah, and... I just smoked them away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's
0: like, you know, t- you're not here, shut up, shut up, but I can I can tune you out, I can tune a lot of things out, my own self, very good at, red flags for myself, what, what, I hear, yeah. I hear nothing, I'm just going to go to sleep now and ignore this. Exactly for sure. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. And people don't know. And, and I've had the opposite in the sense where it was like, um, cause I wouldn't eat very much. And, and one girl one time said to me, well, if you're going to have want to have a baby one day, which I was struggling with infertility no one knew this. Um, but you should probably eat like, cause I was like, maybe like 15 pounds, maybe 20 less than I am now. Like not terrible, but not great. I just, I was a cardio instructor. I taught cardio yeah. six days a week. Like And lifted. That was hard. And I had no relationship with food. And she'd be like, oh, you need to eat a cheeseburger. And I'm like, if I turned around and said the opposite to someone, like, if you want to have a baby, you should stop eating a cheeseburger. I get punched in the face. Yeah, i not saying it's yeah, okay, but it's just like no, things like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just
0: like, what? You know, like, how is that okay? Because me and you, we're struggling with that, you know, where we're always eating, trying to always eat healthy. Yeah. You eat bad, try and be that way, and then people comment, and you're like, okay, no matter what I do, someone's going to comment. So, like, yeah. what the fuck? What do I do? And no one's... It doesn't feel supportive. It feels restrictive again. You're just like, now I'm put in this box where, you know, I can only eat chicken, rice, and broccoli. If I want to try and get out of that, then there's even more comments. So... Yeah, I agree. Totally. I'm just going to eat at home. Yeah. not go. <laughs> you know? And it sucks when you don't want to go places because someone's going to comment on your eating. Or if you don't yeah. finish your complete meal or something for whatever reason. Yeah. And people have
1: to comment and you're like, we live in that. We do live in a society just like that. Like, I feel like we're, we're slowly starting to get out of it because like now with girls, it's not this like, Oh, you need to be skinny. Like the new, like skinny is being like built and having muscles, right? Like girls with muscle and girls who live. Yeah. And it's great. I love it. And it's like, Athletic. No, don't eat eight hundred calories. eat, eat twenty five hundred calories. And I mean, yeah, it it is taking a shift. And I hope that like we can get out of the whole diet culture thing and get away from the dieting and the con the food comments, like even for our own kids, right? And yeah. And be the focus like what
0: what we're eating. I'm not saying you comment on anybody's food, but I feel like the focus should be more like, okay educating everyone on what good healthy saturated yeah. foods are that you need to you know so many people worry about those calories and to be honest like I said with counting macros I know that that works for some people and they live off of that and that's amazing I did it for six seven months this year from about January to June because like fucking summer hello and Kelowna what <laughs> no um <laughs> no I just kidding. I just um I've never been that way because I already struggled to have the calories but I was like I struggle. I want to build and I know that I need to be accountable because I've been eating like 18, 1900 calories, which is better than the 1000, 1200 I used to eat. But I was like, but I'm, you know, I need to break that. So I actually did my Fitness Pal for six or seven months, built the kind of meals and repeated them, so I kind of could gather what like 2000 was a day. And, and then I realized 2200 was just like a little bit too much for me for what I wanted for my body. And and now I'm just kind of like intuitive eating again. But had I not tracked that for that little bit. I didn't realize I was under eating, you know, three to four hundred calories when I first started. I was like, oh wow, this is why I'm so tired. This is why, you know, and like by doing that, I was also like, Okay, you have to track that. Are you gonna are you gonna put that chocolate bar in there? Like you gonna gonna do that? (laughs) You know, like so yeah, but (laughs) you have to be in a good space. You have to be in a good space with food and yourself to be able to do that. Because if not, it is so much more destructive, I found personally, because then When you know I was okay, but when I did this a couple years ago and I wouldn't hit anything, calories or any of the you know macros, I was so hard on myself. I was like, "Oh, you're a failure. Of course you couldn't do this. Like, why would you think you could do this? Like, did it?" And I was just like, "This might." not be a positive thing to do right now
1: (laughs) yeah no exactly and that's the thing like from the fitness competition time like weighing out everything it was completely like weighing out my oats I'm like I couldn't just grab a scoop of oats like they had to be weighed and my chicken had to be weighed I couldn't just have the whole breast and I'm actually like again I'm in a good space now but if you would have taken me back two years ago and if somebody would have said okay, I want you to write down everything that you're eating. And I want you to count this and count that. Like, I would have been like, I can't do that because it will just lead to a binge. Yes. Whereas like now, like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't do any of that. I do not weigh my food. No. <laughs> um, I won't go back. But to it
0: wouldn't, but, it wouldn't, if you had to, it wouldn't trigger you in this whole no. repeat exactly. cycle again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and sure. it's just, working. And it's so hard because I wish that none of us had any struggles, but unfortunately everyone does in certain ways. And it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, finding those and it's those moments where you're like, Hey, you know what? This sucks. I hate this, but I'm not going to be trapped by it anymore. And every time I find when you're able to like, kind of think those patterns in those ways, it doesn't trap you as much. You know, you don't Mm -hmm. get so turned up. Like I used to be so upset about the scale. And I was like, you know what? I'm done being upset about the scale. I'm just going to stand on it every fucking day. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Okay. Until it doesn't piss me off anymore. And now, it does not affect me the slightest because I literally watch the scale go up and down depending on where I am in my cycle, what yeah. I've eaten for the day before, and, like, have I slept, you know? And I just come to realize, like, it didn't mean anything
1: for me. I know yeah. that's different for and everyone. but. but- That's what we need to be teaching and that's what like the teenage girls need to know and the girls in their young 20s and me when I was in my early 20s. And, you know, like that's the type of stuff that we need to be teaching because it's it's just not good for anybody. No. And
0: unfortunately, as much as it would be nice to run away from all the things that don't feel good, um, it never makes us feel better in the end, I've noticed. Yeah. And usually that fear or that issue festers for me. And and just as I age, things kind of seem a little bit more scary. (laughs) I'm not trying to be that way. But like when I was younger, it was more carefree because I didn't know things in the world. And now I'm like, before I didn't really think about the food that I was eating, not for any other reason that I just didn't think about it. And now I'm like, have a good relationship with food. And now I really care what I put. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I eat my bad shit too. I'm not saying that. But now I'm like, okay, are you getting protein in a day? You know, those are the things that I want to worry about now. Are you sending your body up to function successfully, you know, are you eating good things? Mm -hmm. Not just like you can't have cheat meals. Like, yeah, absolutely you can. But I know that I feel like shit when I eat like shit. Mm -hmm. That's not just like, so, you know, focusing more on those things, not like uh, just eating salad. And like you said, chicken, like you can eat good. You can eat clean. You can eat healthy and and still enjoy your foods. But you get in this mentality that you can only have. And then if you have a coach or people around you that are like, you can only eat this bodybuilders only eat this and you're just like that's not everyone can afford that either like for sure sure. chicken breast is expensive up here especially if you go to a butcher right like yeah exactly five dollars a chicken breast like you know i can't eat three of those a day y'all i don't know how you guys afford that but with just inflation over here i'm not really sure how anybody affords that (laughs) And like yeah so it's, it's right so it's good that you um you say like you you know that those things are there but it doesn't trap you anymore um Mm -hmm. and it's been you said 18 months now since you since you started your recovery journey um what are some pieces of advice you have for those that maybe feel like they also have a binge eating disorder or some sort of
1: eating um I think I just would want to say like so I did reach out, Um, that was my biggest thing. I don't think I could have done it by my, well, no, I know that I couldn't have done it by myself because I hit rock bottom where I was like, I need help with this. So I think like for people who are struggling, like don't be afraid to reach out. My biggest thing, I mean, I know we all talk about COVID and it's like COVID was literally the worst thing that happened. I always see like just the slight other side to it because it is what brought me to my recovery. Um, It was, yeah, because like when the gyms shut down, that was when it was like, oh my gosh, okay, the gym is my mental savior, but it's also my like, if I binge, I'm going to go and work out for three hours. So Uh. now I don't have that. So it's, like, November 2020, because, like, I was able to keep my workouts at home going for about five, six months. And November 2020, I remember, is the first time that I, like, broke down to a really good friend of mine and the first person that I ever really admitted anything to. And I was, like, I can't, like, I would. I had told her in the past, you know, like, oh, yeah, I just ate too much or I had too much of this and it made me not feel well. But I never actually told her that it, like, had happened multiple times and that... I actually had this disorder.
0: It was just like um, a once in a while,
1: like, oh, I just ate too much today. Yeah, too you much know, you back, say that you as know. a friend, like, oh, I had yeah. a little food baby, like, you know. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had actually, like, broke down and ended up telling her. And then from November 2020, like, into the new year, 21, it was just spiraling out of control. And I reached out to... Another friend of mine who I had actually met, like, when we first moved back to Okotoks, and she's kind of, like, a holistic coach. Um, she does a lot of, like, a lot of food stuff, but kind of, it actually turned into be, like, a, I hired her for 10 weeks. And it was honestly, like, a therapy slash, like, lifestyle coaching type thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, it was nice great.
0: Interview.
1: Yeah yeah just what i needed and we did like a lot of food talk but then in the meantime actually what i found that spring was and i'm sure you've heard other people talk about this too is the brain over binge podcasts and books oh no that's amazing okay awesome. yeah so she's podcasts and books yeah i know yeah all the... so i read her book and then the podcast just like rang true to me she talks a lot about um so what i had done I'd actually been to, like, an actual therapist a couple times and done a few sessions and tried to dig deep into my binge eating. And I found out that it had nothing to do with my childhood. Like, nothing came from um, childhood food issues or there was nothing, like, deep down that stemmed from anything. It was literally this restrictive dieting cycle that I had been in for 10 years or 15 years. Yeah. And um, it turned into this, she talks about like your lower brain and how the urges come from the lower brain and just to Mm -hmm. not give them any attention. It took a long time for me to teach myself this.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh.
1: I was able to do it. And that is actually a huge part of my recovery along with this 10 week program that I had done with this lady. Uh, But yeah, I don't think that I could have done it by myself. So that's kind of, that's, I think that that would be like my biggest advice. Like if, if you're struggling and you feel like you can't do it, but also that you can do it, it's just sometimes you need that extra person to guide you along as well.
0: And you know, um, I think everyone needs that too. So Mm-hmm. No matter in what area in life, I think someone always needs that cheerleader, that coach, that pet, whether that's a friend or yeah. spouse or, you know, a hired coach or, you know, anybody, just someone to roll off. And, and I would say like, you know, when you're driving and your windshield, your windshield's all dirty and sometimes you just need wipers to clean it off, right? So most people know where they're going. They know what they're doing. They know the answer. They just need someone to clean off their windshield, you know, help them yeah, so see so. their path path, right? Because you kind of get foggy with all these thoughts and these old patterns that you've developed. Like you said, 15 years, how long have you told yourself the same stories for 15 years about food and your relationship to it? So it takes time to repattern that. And especially hard when your subconscious is consuming all this stuff on on Instagram, social media, but in 2011, when you're competing, imagine competing now with where Instagram and all that stuff, like I would struggle so hard at the comparison game. Mm -hmm. It's unreal. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't imagine what, like you said, that I could not do it. Kudos to them because it would just bring up a lot of those old patterns that I have about judgment and and comparing Mm -hmm. myself to others. And, you know, I'd be the same way. I would not be big enough for figures. So I would definitely have to do like, I don't think my legs, my butt would probably be big enough for wellness, but I don't think my legs. So I definitely have to do bikini, too. And although a lot of people think, you know, I have the stage presence, I could do that. I'm actually a really Ako Taco person. <laughs> and um, <laughs> my nurse would just pick, like, you know, it's different when I was teaching dance classes and stuff like that. You know, you, you can be flaily. Like, that is not a place that you can be flaily and weird. So, like, I feel you
1: there.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, I agree having that community and reaching out. And what's so cool about social media now, even though it's a bit harder, is that there are a lot of support groups out there now that you can be a part of that are private, that are just for whichever illness or disease or disorder that you're dealing with to help give you resources. And um, I'll make sure if you can remember, if you can send me her podcast so I can share it with the page as well. That would be awesome because that nothing I love more... Because any pe- any everyday people can have podcasts and just share their experience and stem something with somebody that yeah. starts their journey into healing. And hearing your story will make people think, oh my gosh, I don't have to stay in this restrictive. And you can still, I'm sure you still enjoy fitness. So the pandemic is... You know, not over, but, and what's one thing I want to say is amazing is congratulations for going through one of the hardest times. Because actually before we jumped on today, the last couple of days, I've been listening to some videos in the background about binge eating disorder. And one of the things that they said that is a very big trigger for it um, is that most people have like some sort of depressive state. And when they go through something like a severe isolation, that increases it. And so the pandemic has increased, you know, um, binge eating disorders, uh, like things like that. Um, because of oh, like even not even just binge eating like any disorder um where that isolation I like amplifies the depression and you're sure. alone like you said you know yeah you were you're by
1: yourself or yeah you're with your kids whatever and that, that was the time I mean that was the darkest time for me and it was easy to just like mm-hmm. rely on food and you know that's kind of the other thing to say to somebody else too is like when the food takes over, you know, that literally is all that's on your mind is food. And you think that if I didn't have this disorder, all my issues would be solved. And what I want to say is that my binge eating, yes, I'm doing well now, but I still have bad days. I still have the hard days with my kids. Um, I, everything isn't just like happy and joyous just because I'm no longer binge eating but I have the mental space in my head now for that stuff because I no longer am filled with only thoughts of food. So I think it's just important to know that too because I thought that I could eat away my problems and obviously that did not help. The problems are still there, but I have space for them. And I think that, yeah, that's just important for people to know as well
0: and having grace and i think so many people and that's a good thing to not have that expectation that too like and like you said it's 18 months but you still Mm. have thoughts and i I think any form of addict um can say this like i being a recovered prescription pill addict there's so many days where i like where i'll get a headache or i'm just not feeling great and old me would have convinced myself that something hurt to take that medication to just Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get away from it right and it's so wild that it could be years down the road. I have pretty much have only had Advil for, oh, I don't even know, like five, six years, six, seven years since I've taken any sort of like have, outside of Advil. And still to this day, there'll be times where I'm like, I'll just get like a really hard headache. You know, you work out extra hard and you don't stretch enough and drink enough water at the gym and you get that like neck headache. And in the past I would have been like, oh, just take like two Advil and all three. And now it's just like... I still get that feeling no matter how long it's been since I've had that medication. I still get that pattern in my brain. So it's like, you have to have a lot of grace with yourself through That's recovery that, and, and and that might never go away.
1: And yeah, you just have to have no, I agree. grace
0: mm-hmm. with that and, mm-hmm. and be okay with it. Cause it's, you can't wish it away, unfortunately. But like you said, you could have the tools and the pattern, the mental capacity mm-hmm. to be like, okay, I need to do X, Y, and Z, whatever that is for you. Right. Maybe it's reaching out to a friend and being like, Hey, can we go somewhere? Cause I'm about to, or can you just talk to me on the phone and distract me? You know, yeah. whatever it is. Um, uh, I think community and grace is a huge part of any sort of recovery for yeah. sure. Yeah. Cause you can't do it on your own, And I think our egos always convince us that we can, and it gets in our way.
1: Yeah. And just knowing, I think too, that there's, like you said, there's going to be things that trigger, uh, like for me, a big thing is, so I started my recovery in March of 2021, and then the gyms opened back up, and I knew that like I wanted to jump back in, but I actually had to give myself some time. So I didn't join back to the gym till August 2021, which is when I fell in love with F45, because that's where I joined. Um, that's amazing. but just knowing the triggers that I was walking into. So my girlfriend had actually, she knew my story and she had convinced me to do this challenge that the gym was doing. But I knew that doing the challenge meant doing like a body scan. So like your fat, your weight, all your muscle, all that stuff. And I had said to her, like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Um, because what i had to do I, when i did this whole program with this lady like i literally stopped restricting myself of anything so for five months straight i am eating stuff that i probably didn't touch for 10 years like i'm eating bread i'm eating chicken fingers french fries like Everything. stuff that i would have been like missed- forbidden right yeah. Yeah. So, so you had a it- negative connotation too Yeah. So I said to her, you know what, I'm going to do the challenge because the workouts are fantastic. I'm going to do it, but I'm not looking at my body scan. I'm closing my eyes. The paper will print out the late, the instructor will take it and I'm not looking at it. And it took me, it was about four months into my new fitness journey that I did not look at any of those numbers. And, but what followed And I say this with the gym, like I love the gym. I love my workouts and it just naturally everything flowed together. Like I want to feel good when I'm working out, but don't get me wrong. I love chocolate. I haven't gone a day without chocolate unless I've had the stomach flu. So even then it's like, well,
0: (laughs) if I'm going to be sick, I might as well.
1: I do not deprive myself that all these 18 months have been amazing. My fitness journey has been great, but I literally have not taken anything away. I haven't deprived myself. I am listening to my body and I'm just giving it what it needs. And I have way more muscle now than when I stepped on the stage in 2011, when I was just like this skinny rail. So yeah,
0: and isn't that crazy how you can look back and don't you ever just like, want to go back a little bit and just like hug, that version of yourself totally just be like I'm sorry that you felt like you had to be here but then you like beam with pride of where you are now like and that's why I urge people to take pictures like you don't even have to post them just for yourself because it doesn't even have to be fitness photos with like that comparison I just mean your your energy, your face, your you can yeah. see the changes, yeah. right? And it's more than what people can see on the outside because, you know, like you said, you were able to balance that where people had no idea that you were doing that. And yeah. I'll be the same way, like, you know, not because I didn't eat very much during the day, but I people are like, oh, you don't eat so much. You're so skinny. And it's like Yeah. <laughs> ask my boyfriend <laughs> what I do at nighttime <laughs> after I get stoned and I've had a <laughs> mentally exhausting day. You know, just because my metabolism's wicked fast and it always has been. Right. And you know my body's just so used to doing like fasted cardio and that's just what like, you know, I'm a regular, my body functions properly yeah. where, you know, like, and this might be an overshare in this situation, but like, or whatever. But you know, like when some people tell me like, Oh, I only go to the bathroom, like pick shit like once or twice a week. I'm like, that's not good for you. No, you know, exactly. your body be that is <laughs> it once or twice a day. Like those are things that like, you know, your body's supposed <laughs> to be naturally functioning and, and it always goes back to the food that we're eating. And like, for me, like, my body is now better because I'm eating more food, but mentally it was like, well, the more food you eat, you know, like it, it wasn't always that way, but it was just like, I don't know. It's just like, no, but you eat the good foods. You can eat as much as you want, you know? And, and so it's just understanding about how your body works and and how food and nutrition is really like the fuel that's important. And it doesn't have to be restrictive. You can have all those snacks. Like this one girl that I follow, she's like, you want to have cookies? Why don't you put that in like protein yogurt with some fruit and throw a cookie in there and, and like crumble it up and put yes. some protein in it. Like you don't need to restrict, but like no. add value to yes. it, you know? Yes. And just, and that's, learning just the lessons.
1: yeah. And just listen to your body. Like two months ago, I went through this thing and I said to my girlfriend, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, my workouts like I'm feeling depleted all day long and you go back and you just kind of look at things and it's like oh I need to add in some more protein I need some more carbs like and you do those things and you feel great and I think that that's just what it's all about is listening to our bodies and knowing that okay so for these six months this worked great but now I'm going to have to switch things up because my body's actually telling me I need more of this or I need less of that. So,
0: or, and your life changes. Like think about cycles of seasons yeah. too, right? Yes. Like think about the next three months compared to the last three months. Well, it's yeah. going to get colder, especially up in Alberta. Y'all are going to get minus degrees. And yeah. it's, you know, shit so you're going to be inside more activities are changing, but then you've got yeah. Halloween, Thanksgiving, you got Christmas coming up, you have New Year's. So that is like a big, heavy holiday season where all those things are coming up too. You're not outside. So your your diet and your exercise is probably going to have to shift a little bit because, yeah. you know, you're not going outside, running around at the beach, you're chasing the kids outside as much because, you know, sure. kids are resilient, but they still don't like minus 20 and 30, right? No, exactly. You know, and so I think people too have to understand, like, you, you know, you're going to change a little bit as your life changes, you
1: know, and yeah. then... Yes, and Sorry. Yeah, and So, yeah. and And the the, food changes changes. yeah like with the seasons and stuff like our food like yeah we have great fruit right now but in a a month our our fruit will be terrible (laughs)
0: what is it like you
1: just like "Mm, what is that
0: brown thing is that a is that a
1: kiwi? oh oh
0: that's that's a mango (laughs) yeah frozen fruit y'all that's the place to be that's the place to go but it changes right so then you got to kind of have to adapt like maybe that's when you supplement a little bit more but then it's listening to your body you know if you're feeling like i noticed for myself if my joints feel like really extra cracky and like not feeling good i'm like have i had any good fats lately have i had any omegas lately
1: have i drank
0: water like i don't think people take the basics because really it's really basic Right, yes. if, you, if you go down to it, you know, like you said, it's just you don't have to be restrictive, but you're mm-hmm. okay. Well, my workouts upped and now I'm getting stronger, so I probably okay. have to up my protein intake or my calorie intake because yeah. I'm burning more. Or I decided, you know, I'm going to take this kickboxing class a couple days a week. Well, now you're burning an extra two or three hundred calories in that day that you weren't before, you know, mm-hmm. so you got to substitute and, and add a little bit to it, right? And mm-hmm. and I think. The problem, biggest problem with the fitness industry, I find, is that there's just so much out there that people get so overwhelmed of like, you have to do this, you do that, you don't do this, you do that. And there's so much advice that people are just like, they just shut down.
1: Yeah, you know it's too much. Like, if you walk into a gym, and I'm a firm believer of this, if you walk into a gym and you're just changing that about your lifestyle, like, the eating will follow, it like will. you're not okay if you're eating mcdonald's every single day and you say i'm gonna go start working out you walk into that gym i guarantee after one month you're not still eating mcdonald's every single day It, it like, they just they go together because you want you know, the gym makes you feel good you want to build off of those endorphins and you want it to continue so you you fuel your body properly and I just I don't think that we need to just like completely like restrict, restrict, restrict because it is okay. You are working out, you are going to the gym, oh you had a chocolate bar today, that's okay but you're not just going to eat like a bunch of junky food all day long because yes. you want to fuel those workouts. So yeah. and
0: it is that balance too, because like, and as you yeah. say, like with, uh, yeah. with binge eating too, if you have that little bit and you have that once in a while, you're not inclined to be so restrictive at when you get your hands on it and it's fucking Easter and many eggs drop. It's like, yes, And then it's like, then you're guilty and then you have, well, fuck it, you know, this whole month, you know, I ate a little bit bad, just fuck it this whole month. And it's just like, those men, it just, it's these repetitive cycles where, you know, you learn, you're like, okay, that, that was kind of a shit move.
1: Yeah. And I love that, but, but you're not going to die. So maybe don't do that next time. You know, maybe. have Like, it's the whole mentality. Like I'm going to start my diet on Monday and yeah. Sunday night, I'm going to eat every bad thing in the house. So, so there's gone. nothing left. There's yes. nothing left. Forgetting that we're adults and so we
0: can drive to the fucking store, order skip the dish now and get whatever we want like that. So you have to play those mental games with yourself though too. Right. Yeah. So what I try to do, like one big thing because I am a huge stacker and a stoner, but I'm like, okay, I can do that. But again, I need to have a little bit more, Substance to it, you know, like so for instead sure. of like ordering ice cream now, I'll make like a yogurt of protein. Like, um, I kind of lactose, so I kind of get the lactose free. Um, I love it, I love it. I get acne every time I have dairy, I'm like, God damn. um, <laughs> but it's so much better than ice cream, so I get the lactose free, and then I put like, like, um, a couple like chocolate chips in our little marshmallows and strawberries. So I'm like, oh, look at this, is like an ice cream treat, you know, it's just like, yeah, sure. tricking your brain to. Yeah. Yes, that good things happy. are treats, you know, and yeah. you don't have to do it all overnight. Like when I started eating healthy, I didn't, like, I did not grow up eating spinach and kale. That that was something in the last like five years for me. Um, but what I started doing is I would put just like two or three leaves in a, in a shake and then and then it got to a handful. And I was like, okay, I'll mix this with some lettuce. So I'm like, you know, and then now it's like I could just eat spinach just in a salad, like it's not a big deal every day of the week, uh, you know. It's everyone thinks that you have to do everything right now all and have to be once. And that's at once.
1: So, yeah,
0: and that's that's a that's a lie. That's a gimmick. That's a sales yeah. pitch to make yes. you think that you need to ha- buy or have these things. You don't. You know, there's so many things. I'm sure you feel the same way. And and there's supplements. I'm sure there's stuff that works out there. Don't get me wrong, but if finances are a thing or accessibility, like you don't need to have like the sweat trainer bands and the fat burners. You can literally put on a pair of sweatpants, a hat and a sweater and go on the fucking Stairmaster for 15 minutes and come back and talk to me. And if you're not dripping with sweat, what you might want to talk to your doctor about your sweat glands. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah. and I'm not shading on any of that stuff, but what the fitness industry makes you feel is that you need yeah. all of this stuff to be successful yeah. in your yeah. journey. And you it's don't. detrimental
1: to our health. It's actually doing the opposite. And you know, cause I remember thinking, Oh, if I start this new diet, I can lose 10 pounds and I would literally lose 10 pounds in two weeks. I kid you not. But then I would gain 15 in the following week. So it was just this yo-yo effect for me of gaining and losing the same 10 to 15 pounds. It's like the faster that you lose it, the faster it's coming back. And it's that
0: long term, but no one wants that anymore, right? And we're we're, we're, we're in instant gratification of everything now. Yeah, You
1: don't want to put in the work for it.
0: But then how many years to do to be to develop that you know and that's why I always have to tell myself like you know some people think you think about all the years it took you to put on that weight or deter yourself from putting on that muscle right it's gonna take the same amount of years if not more to reverse that and get out of those patterns and let your body get back to that homeostasis and because most people maybe they do or not know but like everything roots in our gut so if our diets poor If, if everything else is going to be poor, your, your skin, your hair, your bodies, your, your mental health, your sleep, yeah. you know, and, and, it, but the shitty thing is, is that it's all over the place and it's so acceptable and you hear, well, the FDA approves all this stuff or health Canada approves it all. And it's like, yeah, but look at us as a society, we're getting better, but are we really feeling better? You know, like uh, when, I when, fast, when fast and easy, like McDonald's is cheaper than let's say even Subway. You know, yeah. so, so yeah. in these days and age, when gas costs two dollars, mm-hmm. people are gonna get, go get the McDonald's and oh, we have a friend. Um, oh, look, Benji's making his uh, appearance <laughs> on the show. Um, you know, like it, and it makes me really sad because people are wanting to do this but they can't afford it. Like even strawberries today, six fifty for um, the strawberries that'll last me Monday to Thursday, just one snack a day with three strawberries a day it cost me $6 and 50 cents for my one person. If Grant was to eat that, that'd be f- like about $15 for one snack for the week for us. For healthy It's food.
1: true. Yeah. I, yeah, for sure. I know it's crazy. So, it no, makes no sense.
0: No, no, not, not going to do that. And so like, right. I feel for those that have had to go through this isolation that already have all these things. Like, yeah, this is why I was so excited. Not excited. That's such a weird thing. I don't want to say I'm excited that you went through this. <laughs> that's okay. not it's fun. Like, you know, I'm excited when people want to share because it means yeah. that you're, like I said, at a point where you're like, I'm good about this and this is what I did. And I just want people to find their strength because yeah. it, it you get attacked from everywhere with yeah. this in this industry, in this lifestyle and food is a really hot topic for a lot of people and their relationship yeah. with it. So yeah. it's really important to bring out those success stories. Um, yeah. we didn't, I didn't even get to ask any questions because this has just been so great. Um, <laughs> so when you went through this, so I did, I do want to ask just a couple more. Did you have like support? Like I know you said you reached out to your friend Were and the people that in your life were, were they supportive of you? Like when you're yeah. like, Hey, I, I have a problem. I need help.
1: Yeah, everybody's been really great. So at first, like I said, I told that November 2021, I did tell my one girlfriend or 2020, November 2020, I did tell her. And then I slowly started telling my little sister and my little sister and I are super close. We tell each other everything. And although like she couldn't relate to me because she's never had this issue before, uh, she has just always been there for me. And same with my girlfriend. Like she could not relate at all to this particular thing, but we always found a way to um, just to connect and for them to listen to me. And yeah, so I, I, yeah, I definitely appreciate that part. And my husband, like, I love him to pieces. He, he was definitely supportive, but like one of his things to me was just like, well, like, just don't eat it, like, just have the willpower and don't eat it, but, like, to a binge eater, that's exactly what you don't need to hear.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're like, (laughs) but I I would if I could, but I I can't, there's just something, you know, everyone's got that something, that, that, you know, whatever it is, some people's drugs, some people's food, some people's video games, porn, like, cigarettes, whatever it is, everyone's got that, like, no, I just need some, I just need, I need that, like, like hit me in the forehead, like stop yeah. me, yeah. kind of thing. It's like I could tell myself this, but and then I'm sitting here eating it, and then I'm like, don't do this. Oh exactly. my god, stop doing it. Exactly, you're gonna stop,
1: and your body's exactly. just like the, the, there's no willpower. Over. The willpower is not involved in this, but your subconscious no, takes yeah. over. Well, and he's great. He's like the one who really convinced me to. He's big into podcasts too, and he's like, no, like this is your story, and you need to tell it, and. Like, you can yeah. be
0: so proud of you. Yes, I'm yeah. so proud. I'm so proud. And it, it's one of those things too where it's like once we can get over that shame because there shouldn't be any, but we just tell ourselves there should be.
1: Right. It's um
0: it's more empowering and it feels like you can almost like not close the chapter, but just kind of be okay with it in a different way. Yeah, like it just it's true. you get it out and you put it out there and it's just like I don't know, I don't have kids, but it's like your kid and it's just you let it fly out there and uh-huh. it's it's kind of like I hope it brings a little bit of peace and like
1: strength at the For same sure. time, For right? Sure. Well, it's like yeah, you want that... go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. sorry, well, you had said like, and I know that this is, might be one of the questions too, but just like, what would I say to yes. my past self? And you said like, don't you just like want to hug yourself? And you know, when I read that question, I was kind of like, okay, like I do. That's I really don't have anything to say say to her necessarily. I want to hug her and I want to like be there for her and tell her it's amazing like what she's been through but at the end of the day or sorry that she will get out onto the other side of this um but at the end of the day i'm it's this weird space to be in because i'm almost thankful for going through what i went through if that makes sense because i'm like i wouldn't be here today without struggling the way that i did back then not that that like makes me want to have been there but I feel like I came out so much stronger and I have so much more knowledge. And like, even in my fitness journey, I'm way stronger than when I first started at the gym or than when I did all these other things. And I'm just like, but I'm like fueling myself properly and I feel good and it all feels so great. So I don't know if I would have got to where I am right now, if I wouldn't have come through all those obstacles. Right. So absolutely.
0: And when you can be a firm believer, when you're happy at where you are in the moment, it's kind of hard to not be happy with what had happened because if it went a different way, you wouldn't go through this. And if we think about life, and I mean, it really just all depends on what you like think back to, if you know, spiritually, or religiously. For me, I believe we all have various soul, various souls, right? We have soul contracts. We come to each lifetime, right? And so, what are the lessons that we're learning? Because we're going to have to go through them, no matter what. Every human being is going through their lessons, big, small publicly or you know personally whichever and so we can't stop them right so it's like being able to learn the lessons and get through that and and when you come on the other side you're like well like for for example like i don't love that i got divorced that sucks but we're both so much happier so and and we're in better places right and so like how do how can i look back on that as a negative thing when everything's so happy right now and everyone's good right and so it's like when you can take those lessons and be you know, okay, that, that was one of the lessons I came to earth or this timeline or however you want to see it. And I've learned that now, now I get to take that and I get to impart that on anybody, other people and help them learn their lessons and like ascend and, and, and fulfill their soul contracts or however you want to look at it. Right. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's so much, so empowering when you can, if you, if you can look at it that way and, in, in, in spiritual or religious reasons and, and, um, find strength and empower others to it. And that, again, that ripple effect, I really, I love when people can get there. So I'm really excited for you that you're there. And look what you're teaching your kids too, right? Like we said before, like teaching them fitness and to care about mm-hmm. nutrition because it's important, but not to be obsessive about it and that it and it is your value.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: And I love that. And yeah, I, I always want to hug my little Brandy. That sounds weird <laughs> when I say that out loud. But I'm always like, when you react a certain way, you're just like, oh, ah, I remember when you were five and you developed that problem. Um, so yeah, so reaching out to people, um, obviously is the most important, um, part because like you said, you can't, I'm sure a lot of people can get through stuff alone, but I feel like it's just so much better when you don't. And obviously we are always here to talk to you guys. If you ever have anything to talk about, we're always here to talk to you guys because you shouldn't ever go through things alone or feel like you're alone or your story doesn't matter because it does. I'm just trying to think. I feel like we answered pretty much everything um, with this. So I guess my final question would be to you. How does it feel to have shared your story? Is there anything about your story that we haven't covered today that you would like to share with us? This has been so amazing, Mia. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I just feel, yeah, I'm really grateful and thankful for you. And I'm so happy that I reached out. I feel like I was so nervous and trying to talk myself out of this for the days leading up to it. I'm like thinking of all these excuses. Of course. Um,
0: but I'm I still. So... Think after episode 85, I'm like, Oh, well, if, they, if she cancels, I'm just going to put my sweatpants back on, and <laughs> yeah. smoke a joint and, you know, do something. But then I was like, no, I'm not to be that way. But I was like, no, it gets me more excited when guests like
1: reach out. Like I said, so. Yeah, I no, I'm that. really, I'm really glad that I did. And no, I think we honestly covered everything. And, yeah, this is great. Like, I was so emotional coming into this, and I just actually really feel great about it, and I'm glad that we did it.
0: Good. Thank you so much. It is. It's so wonderful. And what I'll say, though, is it won't be your last one. Um, all of our guests, uh, <laughs> they come on one time and like, oh, shit, that was fun and easy. It's just yeah. like what we want it to be. is like getting together with a girlfriend and just talking like you normally would on the phone and hoping That's that awesome. people that are listening take it away. Like, you don't have to have a binge eating disorder to take something away from today because we all have the same kind of struggles it just projects and looks differently you know and one of the biggest things is i've been learning this last couple years is that uh everything's a mirror and we could look at the last little bit COVID was shit i totally agree but the amount of sex success stories and positives that people are able to pull out of it is what's going to
1: Make us heal through all of that. Yeah, so yeah like, it's the silver like, lining. It's the silver lining for sure. Hundred
0: percent, hundred percent. For me, it was like I started this podcast. I met all these cool yeah. people. I found my voice. You know, like yeah. it sucked, but we're through it. Let's we we'd still meet. We, we have episodes that we're going to talk about that. Like we're not going to forget that that just happened. Um, but to look back at everything that we go through and f- pull the lessons, the positives, the, you know, the happiness that can come from it. I just feel like that puts more into the world and we can bring more of that in. So thank, thank you that. for sharing your story. I know that it's going to help people for sure. It always, it always does. I hope that um, it helps you too. Like I said, I hope it, I hope it brought you peace today um, and some strength. Like, you know, yeah. it, it, it it takes a lot to share your story and I don't think people understand that until they go on a show, but I think they also don't realize is how strong you feel after it. So I'm really glad that you're feeling that already. Thank you for reaching out. Thank Welcome you. to the world of podcasting. Thank <laughs> you. It'll be an addiction. You'll be like, we'll post another and be like, Oh, who wants to talk about this? But I would talk about that. I want to talk about, yeah. Oh, have you guys about talking about this? Uh- <laughs> it happens. Cause we're like, can we do a podcast? And all of a sudden we listed like 70 topics, like within the first like couple weeks, we started talking about it. I'm like, Yeah, I think we could do that. There's there's a lot of shit that could be talked about. So thank you so much again, Mia, for coming on the show today. It was so great connecting with you. I'm so, so proud of you. I'm so excited to reconnect and watch you continue on your recovery journey. Um, And make sure, too, if you have any other resources or things you see relating to your episode, share it with us and we'll share it with everyone you know just because this podcast will launch and carry on we still want to bring awareness to this and people to never feel alone and so make sure you share that with us um so yeah let's just uh wrap up the show guys i am so excited that you guys have all come to season 4 i hope you're enjoying this video podcast uh i drink a lot of water cuz i'm a stoner i've realized watching <laughs> back i'm like Oh, okay. Well, at least I'm not picking my nose. So thank you guys for showing up on season four, watching our videos. Make sure you're following us on YouTube now. Yes. Apple, Spotify, all those good ones. If you want exclusive content or early episodes, follow me on Patreon. But until next time, guys, bye. Thank you. Thank you guys for stopping by the show today. We appreciate you so, so much. If you like this episode and you want to see more, make sure to show us some love on our Instagram page, the Be Real Bay podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. Make sure you're turning on those notifications for Apple and Spotify so you get notified as soon as an episode drops. Or you can become a member of our Patreon page with extra content and early access. But make sure to stay tuned for more realness coming to you next week, babes.